Good morning, Lighthouse family and friends, all our Lighthouse regions from the north and the south, and of course, our CityGate family. Good morning po sa inyong lahat and welcome to our morning online service. It's already Feb 7. Amazing, isn't it? Ang bilis po ng panahon, February na. At uh, this month, we're going to celebrate Love Month. So I'm encouraging everyone right now, why don't you just sit down with your family and friends if they are with you, with your mama and papa, and let's all enjoy the Word of God today. Today, we're also going to celebrate our first Sunday, which is usually our Communion Sunday. So if I may request everyone right now to prepare now the elements, the bread. If you have juice at home, that would be great. After the service, we're going to have our first communion, and we're going to continue worshiping the Lord. And also today, it's also New Gen Sunday. So would you give a round of applause to all our young people who serve this morning. Maraming salamat, Pastor Nikki and Chris, for that wonderful prayer. Pastor Josh for leading us. And of course, our Levites you know, leading us into worship. But if you notice that it's not just the young people who are here in the stage, it's also a mix of adults. I deliberately ask a mix of adults and young people to serve today, even though it's new gen. Why? I truly believe in my heart that there shouldn't be any disparity at all with the old ones and the young ones. So I know it is New Gen Sunday today, but may I request all the young people right now at home, would you stand up right now and get the hands of your father, mother, your lolo or lola if they are with you, your uncles and tito or any adults who's in the house right now, and would you bless Sige na po, tayo po tayo ngayon at bless po natin ang kanilang mga kamay because this is not just a tradition, but this is a call for us that we should always unite. As young people, we should always get that blessing and also see our uh, elderly with respect. Now, if you don't have your parents with you at home or your titas or your titos or lolas, grandmas and grandpas, why don't you give them now a virtual hug and your virtual mano and manopos? You know, it is New Gen Sunday, and as I said, there shouldn't be any disparity at all with the old and young. My goal today is also to preach that to you, uh, young people. Wag tayong lumayo sa ating mga matatanda because that strength, that wisdom that we get from the Lord, it also, you know, the Lord is using them. You know, the Lord used them as a mouthpiece and also as a blessing to us. But at the same time, let me also make a call to our uh, elderly, to our mommies, daddies, to the elders of this church, to the grandmas and the grandpas. You consider yourself uh, as a senior already. It is okay. My call is that would you communicate back to the young people. You know, the new gen will always have online worship service created just for the young people. But we want you to be part 
of it. So right now on your screen, our media now is flashing the link of our Youth Ablaze Facebook page. So you can watch them every Saturday. Our Yamo Facebook page, so you can also watch them every Friday. And on February 13, watch out kids, because Kids Church is coming back. But parents, please also do join us. I am uh, currently now in talks with uh, Coach Carlo Bernabe and Coach Kat that we should also have a Zoom discipleship meeting for our junior youth. These are the ages of 10 and up. We know that uh, somehow we have left you guys a bit last year, but we are back and we wanted to be with you personally, junior youth. I will be there. We're going to have some games in that Zoom room, and we're going to study the Word of God. Speaking of the Word of God, thank you so much, Pastor Jojo, for refreshing our minds and our hearts last Sunday ago. If you remember, if you look on your screen right now, that's what we talk about. Restore the core from the very story of Nehemiah. If you remember, right, they were able to finish the walls, but God wasn't finished in their lives. He started to command Ezra to read the book of the law from morning till midday. After the walls were finished, after all the people from different places, exiles, now running back at home, now in one place, they all gathered together reading, hearing aloud from Ezra and all the Levites, because he wasn't alone, if you'll read the Bible, that he was reading the Word of God, the Torah, the laws of God, the Shema, that you shall not bow to any other God beside me, you shall love me with all of your strength, might. And he was really, with all passion, preaching the Word of God from morning till midday, because I truly believe that same story is also applicable with us today. So marami pong salamat, Pastor Jojo, that we should also restore the core. And what are those? The centrality of the Word, letter C. The overflow of the Holy Spirit, resilience of the saints, and expansion, the kingdom of Christ. I know that we had a lot of challenges that we faced last year. But God is not finished with us yet. And the Lord is all, all of us calling to go back to the very words of God. Isn't it great that, you know, one, one lesson that we have learned last year, that God has canceled all the plans of the church and really brought us back to what is really important. Go back to the basics. Go back to reading the Word of God. And today is a treat for you and I because we're going to start our new preaching series to just kick off with what we are preaching uh, last week with Pastor Jojo, the centrality of the Word. And our preaching series starting this month, the whole year round, the God of the Bible Knowing God through all books of the Bible. Are you not excited? 
So if you are, you know, why don't you open your Bibles with me, with the pastors, with the coming weeks, because we're going to study the Word of God, not just every Sunday. Your pastors are going to be with you every week, all right? We're going to have Bible surveys from one book to another. Tomorrow, Pastor Sam Sade will start now teaching the book of Genesis. So be excited as Pastor Sam now teaches the book of Genesis in three parts. Starting tomorrow, just join us in our Lighthouse Facebook page. You see, my friends, it's very important to go back to the centrality of the Word. And why don't I show you a little illustration? Why is it very important for us? especially this time, to really soak ourselves in the Word of God. If we were sponges and we've been soaking ourselves not in the Word of God and whatever the world is offering, this is what's going to happen to us. When pressures of life comes now, from side to side now, press us. Whatever we have received from the world, that's what's going to come out in our very lives, in our very mouth, in our very attitude. So if this orange liquid form represents sin itself, that's what's going to come out, you know. And lahat naman tayo, meron challenges na hinaharap, hindi po yan mawawala. Kaya napaka-importante na Bumabad tayo sa salita ng Diyos. Because if that happens, when pressure comes in now, what comes out in our lives is the very words of God. Faith, hope, love, strength. The very characters of Jesus. And yes, that water is very cold. <laughs> so, napaka-importante na tayo as a lighthouse family, and not just us, to also invite our friends to be, to rally everyone right now, to read the Word of God, go back to the basics, go back to the centrality of His Word. And as I have said, we're going to start today our preaching series, The God of the Bible, so we will know the very characters of God from the book, of Genesis. So would you open your Bibles with me? And I would like to um, encourage everyone to open it to Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 to 7. Today, we're not going to go through the book of Genesis, the whole book of Genesis. Pastor Sam will guide us in the coming weeks and days. But I wanted for us just to zoom in in the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 to 7. And let us read. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. Hallelujah. Truly God is a God of promise, isn't he? And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God spoke into him. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, who Sarah born him, 
Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old. As God has commanded him, Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The God of promise in the book of Genesis, we're zooming in right now in the life of Abraham and Sarah. Why don't you bow down your heads and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you that we have an opportunity today to go back, O oh God, to the very living words of God. Lord, may you now add anointing to the preaching of your word. May we know more of your character, Lord, for you are a promise maker and a promise keeper. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. From the get-go, the title of the preaching today is The God of Promise. And we're looking at the very story of Abraham and Sarah. A promise fulfilled to this couple. Hundred years old, Abraham and Sarah, 90 years old. Kung hindi po kayo, kung nagtataka na kayo ngayon kung paano nangyari yun. You see, through the eyes of men, it may be impossible. You know, but God can only do that. Every time He makes promises, you know, it's always grand. It's always something, you know, uh, way beyond our imagination. That's the kind of God that we are serving. That's the kind of God that the book of Genesis displays. He is an awesome God. But... If you will really look at the life of Abraham and Sarah, you know, it wasn't really easy for them. You know, just imagine yung ganung katanda to, to bear a son. But at the same time, the, the kind of life that they had. So what are the gems or the truths of this word that is telling us? Let me share to you the first one. Number one, God fulfills His promises in difficult times through difficult people. Let me say that again. God fulfills His promises to you in your difficult times, especially when we are trying to be difficult to the Lord. You see, we always look at Abraham as the father of all nations, Mayaman, you know, a nomad going from here to there. Righteous, faithful, as Romans, the book of Romans will say. And as the book of Hebrews will say, that he was a man of faith. But Abraham, like all of us, he wasn't perfect. Ang pinanggalingan po ni Abraham wasn't easy at all. Why don't we look at Genesis chapter 11, verses 27 to 30. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah fathered Abraham, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran fathered Lot. 
Haran died in the presence of his father Terah, meaning mas maaga pong namatay si Haran, in the land of his kindred in Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abraham and Nahor took wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Now, Sarai was barren, and she had no child. This was the very beginning of Abram. When Genesis, the book of Genesis introduced Abram, this was the very scene. He was in a pagan country. But not only that, he wasn't just in a country who doesn't believe in the Lord, culture who doesn't practice worship and adoration to Yahweh, the real God, the almighty God, but he was in a difficult and tight situation. His brother just died. And his wife that he took from that place, Sarai, was barren. Very difficult. Napakasakit ng mga nangyari kay Abram. But if you will go to the book, uh, to chapter 12, God now spoke to Abraham. Abraham, and he said in here, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Just to imagine God speaking to this man who doesn't know who God is, who lives in a pagan country, who's in a tight situation, in a very hurtful place. His brother just died and now his wife is barren. But with such grace, God spoke to him. I believe all promises of God always starts with grace. Isn't it amazing when God said those words? Now, Abraham, go. I will be with you. Leave all of these things. Leave all of these troubles now here in the land of Ur. This pagan country. And go and I will make you a great nation. So jumping to chapter 21, that promise that God has given to Abraham and to Sarai at that time, he fulfilled it. You see, my friends, God fulfills his promise and he will keep it even in our most difficult situation. His promises is not bound into the situations that we are in, to the challenges that we are, we are facing. Hindi po limitado ang kapangyarihan ng Panginoon to fulfill His promises to us. I know, Abraham, that your brother died. I know that your wife is barren. But let me orchestrate now all of these things. Why don't you go out now from this land and let me now bless you? The father of all nations. That was his promise to Abraham. That was fulfilled in the main text that we just read. 
God is really good. God fulfills His promise in difficult times. But also, God fulfills His promise through difficult people. Abraham wasn't perfect at all. Yes, he did follow God by faith and through obedience, but there were moments in the life of Abraham and Sarai that they did disobey God. Starting when, they, when there was a famine and it, they went to Egypt and now Abraham started to say to Sarai, Sarai, because you are a beautiful woman, tell everyone that who will ask you if you are my wife, tell them that you are my sister. I am your brother. Dun palang, and that very story, that part of their lives, they disobeyed God. But hindi lang puyon. At that moment too, in their time of waiting, in their time of seeking, when Lord will this promise come true? That we, I am going to be a father of nations. They too also disobeyed God. They now decided to have Hagar, part of the family. Nagkaanak po sila sa servant, one of the servants of Sarah. And God didn't approve of it at all. But still, we have just read chapter 21. God fulfilled His promise. I like the very words in chapter 21. The Lord visited Sarah as He had said. And the Lord did to Sarah as He had promised. So you see, God is a promise maker. And God is a promise keeper. Either you're in tough situations or in a moment that we are already deliberately disobeying God, God is faithful. He will fulfill the promises that He has given to His children. If that is so, then let me give the second gem, the tr truth that we can get from here. God's promises requires faith and Obedience. Let me say that again. God's promises requires faith and obedience. If God is faithful, if He is a promise maker, if He is a promise keeper, even in tough times, even when I am disobedient, then God's calling for us, His requirement for us, is to stand up in faith and obey. Why don't we look at this section in the life of Sarai and Abram in Genesis chapter 16. And let's see how did they disobeyed God. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be, ah, it may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham listened to the voice of Sarai. And that fruit of disobedience came, was born now, the son 
named Ishmael, the father of the Arab countries. But you see, God is faithful to His promise. And it requires us faith and obedience. Maybe at that time, Sarai was already losing his, her hopes, her dreams of having a child, or maybe has forgotten you know, the promises of God that it is true, that it will be fulfilled in His perfect time. You know, one thing that I like about this biblical truth that God's promises require faith and obedience is this, that His promises will be fulfilled sometimes or most of the times. And it's not, it's not going to depend on our own timeline. I think dun po tayo laging nagkakaproblema as Christians, isn't it? That now we are holding on to the promises of God. And it's taking too long. And now we're like, Lord, kailan ba? When will this happen, O God? But you said in your very words, O God, that blessings and blessings will come. But Lord, it's year 2021 already. Why all of these things are happening? Maybe for Sarai, Proverbs 12.1 was true to her life. And I wanted to read this to you. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Let me read that again. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I think it's true for all of us. I think we can relate to Sarai and Abraham in that very moment that they disobeyed God. When she said those words, it may be that this woman, so go na Abraham, baka dyan tayo magkakaroon ng anak that will come, you know, out nations and nations. But you see, that's not how God works. So we have to really check our hearts, my friends. Proverbs 12.1 is really true. When we are hoping for something and we find ourselves that I think it's not going to come true anymore. It's gonna, we will really be sick in our very soul. We're going to lose faith. We're going to now lose trust. Now fear and anxiety creeps in. And the result of that, now we take an action of disobedience. And that's what happened to Sarai and Abraham. Abraham in that very passage. I think God's promises works that way. Sometimes He will delay it. But it doesn't mean that it is delay. It doesn't mean that His promises to you is deferred. The promise of God actually in the book of Genesis, zooming in in the life of Abraham, it's just one of the promises that he made. But if you will try to zoom out and go back to the very promise that he made in Genesis chapter 3, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. You see, when Adam 
and Eve fell on the garden. God was cursing the serpent. But at the same time, He made a promise that there is going to be a son. So from Adam and Eve, from Noah, from Abraham, and all the generations that passed, they were anticipating this promise. But even this promise didn't, wasn't fulfilled in their lifetime. Now try to go to zoom in back to the very story of Sarai and Abraham. Promise was given on chapter 12. And he was already 86 or 85 years old. 75 to be at sack. 75 years old. And added, and. Abraham was like, Lord, totoo ba to? Mangyayari ba talaga to? I just came out from the land of Ur. You commanded me, I obeyed you. But now you are promising me that I will have a child. You know how many years it took them to have the promised child to come in their very lives? The promised child, Isaac, it took them 25 years to wait. So, my friends, if you are also in that same situation that, but Lord, you've promised, but Lord, you said in your words, but now God, here's now the situation, ang tagal mo naman dumating, baka naman siguro, uh, ito na lang yung gawin ko. Stop there in that very moment, my friends. Keep on believing the promise of God. The promises of God requires us faith. And obedience, if he says so, in his perfect time, not our perfect time, in his timeline, not our own timeline, it will happen, my friends. Kapit lang po, mga kapatid, sa mga pangako ng Panginoon sa ating buhay dahil magkakatotoo at magkakatotoo din po yun dahil siya ay tunay na Diyos at buhay. No words of God and promises of His comes back to Him empty. For He has fulfilled His promise. The promise that I was reading in Genesis chapter 3, verses 15, was fulfilled through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's why we can say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20, for all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and amen. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. Would you give now God your best praise, my friends? Because if there is one encouragement that we can get from this very story, it's this. Your hopes that is delayed is never deferred in Jesus. Your hopes that is delayed, maybe now or maybe later. I don't know, it's God's own timeline that will happen. But it's never deferred, my friends. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you are that kind of person now looking up to the heavens at nagtataka ng Panginoon, kailan ba mangyayari? Let's walk by faith. Let's walk 
continuously in obedience. Let's continue to go back to the words of God because this world will always tell lies and whisper to us lies of the enemy that is not true that will take us so far away from the promises of God. The hope that you are looking forward to, the promises that you are keeping in your very hearts, my friends, it may be delayed, but it is never deferred in Jesus Christ. Whatever it is, God will fulfill it. You will taste and see that God is good. Let me now go to my last point. God promises, God's promises replace our shame with His joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 21 verse 6. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. There is joy present now in the life of Sarah when that promise was fulfilled and shame was taken away. What kind of shame? You have to understand in their own culture, in the community that they are in, hindi lang po katawa-katawa yung manganak ng ganung kaedad. But just imagine the kind of lifestyle that they had as they go through continuously you know, obeying God faithfully. People would always ask them, Oh, Abraham, Sarah, so how old are you now? Where are your children? Oh, so wala pa kayong mga anak. Oh, okay lang yan. You know, that kind of shame from Sarah and Abraham that they have to hide it from the community, that they have to, you know, really endure that, that pain waiting for 25 years for that promise to be fulfilled. And when the promise came, the promised child came, God took away that shame. God took away that pain. And He replaced it with joy. You see Sarah laughing. And she cried out loud, God has made laughter for me. He has taken out the shame that I have been carrying for years long. For I have been a barren woman. But now, when God has fulfilled His promise, joy is in the house. And that is the same prayer that I have for you, my friends, and for my family. That as we keep on believing in the Lord, as we keep on putting up our shield of faith and obeying God, there will come a time, my friends, that there will come a time, His perfect time, that all this shame, all this pain will be taken out and God will replace it with joy. For that's the kind of God that we serve. Every time He fulfills His promise, 
shame is now taken away. Now, I don't know what kind of shame that you are carrying right now. It may be that you are a student right now and you're saying, Oh, Coach Carlo, but I haven't, hindi po ako nakatapos, hindi po ako nakapagtapos ng kolehiyo. I'm working and really trying to survive. But Pastor Carlo, I still have, you know, this, uh, you know, walls between me and my friends and the leaders of the church. Or I have this pain that's carrying, you know, I've been carrying for years long that I've been really, you know, hoping that this will happen, that it will become a reality for me. My friends, God of promise, book of Genesis is saying that He will fulfill it because that's His promise, that He's that kind of God. He will fulfill it, but it requires us to walk in faith and obedience and in his perfect time that pain that shame he will take it out but for us we can even say it right now because God fulfilled his promise for all humankind and it could be seen through his son when he stretched out his arms on the cross and said it is finished it is finished. That shame, that sin, that death that has controlled humanity for thousands of years before Jesus Christ came. Now it is done. Now you and I could live according to the promises of God. Live by faith. Live in obedience. That's the promise of God to us. His Son, Jesus Christ. That's why we can say all the promises of God are yes and amen. The God of promise in the book of Genesis, He fulfills His promise in difficult times, difficult people, but also He requires us to walk in faith and obedience. As we continue to reflect on the Word of God, as we now enter into worship, would you now just open up your hearts and ask the Lord, Lord, was there ever a time that I have disobeyed you? Now has let go of the promises that you gave to me because of my current situation, because of what's happening to me. Why don't we worship the Lord and let's come to Him humbled 